1: Welcome to E-Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. (laughs) Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. (laughs) Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of E-Ticket to Broadway. Whether this is your first episode you've listened to or your 50th, I hope you enjoy this magical intersection of Broadway and the Disney theme parks. If you, like me, enjoy this overlap, treat yourself or your friends and family to some fun merchandise from the official e-ticket to Broadway shop, perfect for your next trip to the parks or truly any day you wish you were at the parks. From shirts and hats to prints and mugs, we've got you covered. Head to www.eticketpodcast.com to bring home the magic. Also on the website, you can learn how you can become a VIP listener of E-Ticket to Broadway by becoming a Patreon. There are five different levels of giving with fun perks at each level, all to support the podcast and Gilana's Fund an organization created in 2007, shortly after my older sister, Gilana, passed away. And this fund honors her legacy by helping organizations across the country whose missions align with the fund's core values, inclusion, justice, and acceptance. Before this episode begins, I wanted to introduce the e-ticket community to another great Disney podcast, the D23 Inside Disney podcast, and I'm joined by one of the amazing hosts, Jeffrey Epstein from D23. Welcome to eTickets of Broadway, Disney legend, if I may say so myself. Hello, Jeffrey. Let's get this started with one of my favorite questions. Who is your favorite Disney character?
0: I think, hey, hey, obviously. Hey, hey is my spirit animal. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, it is rare. First of all, thank you, the Disney legend. I, I one day aspire to that. I, yeah. I am very lucky to do publicity for the Disney Legends program, um, but uh, not yet. Not yet. Well, maybe one day. Um, but Hey, Hey, yes. Cause there is not a character who makes me laugh as much as Hey, Hey. And I think, uh, laughter is a wonderful commodity in this world. And it's a uh, very important.
1: I agree completely. We have similar tastes in our Disney characters. Mine is dopey
0: kind Aww. of similar.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like when people, when you tell that to people, do they say like, do you relate to Hey, Hey, or you just like them?
0: Most people I think who know me, they go, Oh, I see that. And, and I, that's where it pretty much ends. And- <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I was like, when, when I say doping, they say, oh, do you, do you have something in common with doping? And I was like, we couldn't be more different. And that's why I love him so much.
0: Oh, well, I mean, I did just eat a rock yesterday, but other than that, (laughs) that's
1: fair. So before we talk more about the um, D23 Inside Disney podcast, I want to go back to how Disney specifically influenced you from such a young age. And there's a beautiful article about your first trip to Walt Disney World online from the excitement building up to it and going and seeing, you know, performances of both the kids in the kingdom and the hoop to do review, along with just being at a Disney theme park. I've shared on E-Ticket how for many of us who felt like an outsider as a kid found the Disney parks to be such a safe haven. Why mm-hmm. do you think that is?
0: I think that there are a lot of reasons. Um, I think partially it is the incredible storytelling, the fantasy element, um, that uh, the escapism that Disney offered me as a kid who was bullied. Um, it, it was just... Uh, magical, obviously, not to not to overuse that word, but I think it's appropriate here. Um, and when I went to Disney World for that first time, um, as a, a bullied kid, And everyone was just so nice to me every and that that makes a huge impact on a kid, particularly a a, a kid like me, I should say, I don't want to speak for every kid, um, but someone like me who was bullied, it felt really um, validating and suddenly I was seen in a way that I hadn't been and I always like to preface it saying that my parents are the most amazing supportive parents ever and and nothing. It's just I think there's only so much a parent can do to protect a kid. so uh, that was amazing and i and i felt welcomed and i think there's a whole elevated sense of uh, your senses are elevated Um, the colors are brighter the smells are sweeter that is my experience at a Disney park. And and that made me feel like I want to live here forever. Um, and so of course, years later when Disney vacation club opened at the contemporary, my favorite resort, I was like, all right, I'm done. Here I go. So now I can officially say I live at the magic kingdom.
1: <laughs> Which I think we all listening to this. I think we all agree with, <laughs> yeah. and it's true. I, I, I feel similarly that Disneyland specifically for me was always a place that was unconditional love and happiness. And, a place where we were all encouraged to look around us and not at each other almost mm-hmm. in a way.
0: Was land your first theme park I, or, or world was my first. That's why I think it might yeah. be that way for me.
1: Yep. Yep. Land was, I, I say on my podcast, you know, are you a land boy are you a world boy or which team are you? And I'm, I'm definitely a land boy. Hmm. And I truly think that, you know, as a young gay boy from Michigan, there was just something about seeing Mickey every time that no matter what, he was smiling and ready to give me a hug.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I Absolutely. think that's the core. I love that you have shared that with your audiences as well.
0: Yeah.
1: I also love in the article, you talked about such a deep love for musical theater, mm-hmm. which is of mm-hmm. course the intersection of etiquette to Broadway. If you could turn any Disney film or attraction into a Broadway musical, which one would you choose?
0: Wow. I mean, we've already done so many amazing, I mean, like I, like I was so excited that we did Hercules. Like I would have said Hercules. So many of my uh, favorites, I, And some have already been stage shows in other places like Tangled. So I don't want to say something that feels like it's already, it's already exists somewhere in the planet. Um, So how about we do Carousel of Progress, the musical? Yes,
1: I am there for that. Would you like to be in it or just as an audience member?
0: I mean, at the rate I'm going, I'm going to be playing Cousin Orville in the tub. That's really, yeah. I think, where I think that that's where my my life is my life is pointing me. <laughs>
1: I think that could be a really great stage show, The Carousel of Progress.
0: I'm in. I I, I would be in for that. The family that never ages over a hundred <laughs> years. It's like Tuck Everlasting meets a used Disney theme park attraction.
1: That's right. That's right. If, other way around, is there a Broadway show that you would turn into an experience at the Disney parks, whether it's a parade, uh, an attraction? That's
0: hard because we've done some, some pieces of that. So I think about Newsies, but then I remember the Newsboys on Buena Vista Street and how terrific they were. Um, or I think about... Uh, Little Mermaid, and I think about the incredible Little Mermaid. I mean, obviously the, the attraction here is wonderful, but there was a, a great experience at Tokyo Disney Sea that was so immersive and cool. So I feel like there have been so many that have been done. I mean, I so if I'm going to pick one that hasn't been done, I guess it's Aida because I'm trying to think. I don't think I remember Aida in the parks ever. So let's um, let's bring Heather Headley and Adam Pascal.
1: I mean, we love Aida, but it can be any Broadway show. It doesn't have to be from the Disney catalog. So if you want to see know. a Phantom of the Opera dark ride, I will make that happen for you.
0: I think I'm good on that. Um, I then I need to see and and uh, some any friend who knows me will will be like seriously you you're saying this but I need to see a chess attraction. Oh. I don't know what that would be like, but if Jodie Benson's a part of it from her North Shore performance as Florence, which I saw when I was a younger individual, I'm totally there. See that that's how, that's, how, that's my intersection of Disney for that attraction.
1: Yeah, Jodie Benson really. I mean, like that's also the podcast, but this you know you could also have Judy Coon, of course.
0: Oh, As that's part true. Of that, I didn't even think about that. Both of them. Suddenly there's
1: a Pocahontas audio animatronic, and you're like, this doesn't seem right. But then you hear Pocahontas sing Nobody's Side, and you're like, this is right.
0: <laughs> Ooh. I mean, I feel like that is a song that Pocahontas could would sing.
1: I agree. See, this is e-ticket to Broadway at its core. Thank you, Jeffrey, for playing along. This is perfect. Of course. I love it. So speaking of games, we're going to play one of my favorite games. This is Fast Pass Answers. So I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock after I ask the first question for you to answer as many as you can. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Name any Disney princess. Ariel. Favorite snack in the parks. Churro. Name a character from Cinderella. Cinderella. Favorite ride in Fantasyland. Peter Pan. Name any Disney on Broadway musical. Aida. Favorite Disney villain? Maleficent. True or false, you love Dole Whips? True. Name a song from The Lion King?
0: Can You Feel the Love Tonight?
1: Favorite country in Epcot? Time.
0: Ooh. Uh, favorite country in Epcot. I mean, oh, I was, that would have been a very hard one. I like all of them, but probably England because of the pub. It's so much fun.
1: Fair. That was very exciting for me, Jeffrey. Thank you. Of course. You did so well. I was gonna, did I answer more
0: than normal, At less than normal? I don't know how fast people normally are.
1: You did great. <laughs> okay. Sometimes people really get caught up, but I appreciated your calm, quiet determination to answer well.
0: <laughs> well, I'm really glad that you asked about the Dole Whip because after I said churro, I immediately thought, why did you say churro? You should have said Dole Whip. I was just saying the first thing that came to my head. But um, yeah, because because- Dole whip is oh yeah. Is that great. your favorite? I guess if I had to pick one, yes, absolutely. It's so good.
1: You know what? I recently went to Disneyland and for the very first time in my life I ordered a Dole Whip. It <gasps> was your first Dole Whip? I know the first one I ever bought. I feel like I've tasted it maybe, but I was like, I'm gonna do it. And I ate the whole thing, and you know what? Not a fan. It wasn't Re- for me.
0: Really? I like that it's a non it's a non dairy delight, which I very much appreciate, and my stomach appreciates even more. <laughs> I know,
1: but like I love pineapple, I love mm. custard and ice cream, but combined, so I you know I have to go back to my Mickey Mouse ice cream sandwich.
0: Okay, well,
1: it I might mean, break you, your you, teeth.
0: <laughs> it's so good, <laughs> they're very frozen. Sometimes
1: <laughs> they're very frozen, just like Elsa and Anna.
0: Oh, nice transition. I know.
1: There. Thank you. Thank you. So, Jeffrey, for all of the e-ticket to Broadway listeners, can you tell us a little bit about the D23 Inside Disney podcast?
0: Sure. I never thought you'd ask. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, much like your podcast, Born Out of a Love for Broadway and Disney, um, we began the official Disney podcast called uh, D23 Inside Disney uh, just over two years ago. And the idea was to give Disney fans the latest Disney news in little bits, because we know if you're a Disney fan, the odds are good that you probably know a lot of the news, but we wanna make sure that, just in case there was one thing you hadn't heard, you can then find it more on the Parks Blog, or on D23, or on uh, ABC or ESPN. Um, But then it was always about, let's find some really fun, interesting people, either from uh, within the company or people who are, working as creative talent with the company to go in and, and chat with. And so over the last hundred plus episodes, we've just had some of the most fun, amazing guests from all the different worlds of Disney stretching out to even Hulu and ESPN. Um, and that's just, it's just been so much fun. So I, I am one of the co-hosts. I represent D23, obviously. And then I've got the fabulous Sherry Henry, um, who represents Oh My Disney and the fantastic Tony Morrison from Good Morning America. And the three of us form a, a, a somewhat perfectly imperfect trifecta um, for <laughs> these. And they're they're just terrific, great people. And we've got a fantastic producer named Bruce and a great editor named Paul. Um, so it's a great team that all works together every week. Um, and, and the fun thing is that because, of course we're all disney fans we we skip a lot of the like questions that we assume everyone already knows the answers to so it's like let's let's get in there let's go for a deep dive what's something you didn't know what's a funny story and that's what's so fun about interviewing so many of the the guests who you've had uh people like uh, josh strickland uh, heidi blickenstaff and of course the upcoming fabulous Carol Lindsay. um they're I, I I've gotten to know them personally, but I also have gotten to know them professionally. And so we just sort of dive right in and it's so much fun. I mean, they're they're it's just great. But then we also get to talk to really cool people who work for the company and imagineers or uh, people who have fascinating jobs that we maybe don't necessarily think about um, every day. That was a really long answer. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's perfect. <laughs> I always love that the people that work for Disney that truly love it, it makes a difference. So thank you for doing that.
0: Of course, it's it's funny because when I you know when, when we started and I used to many years ago host a, a video podcast called Disney Geek for D23, and when we started those, people were like, "Of course, you say you like everything, you work for the company," and I'm like, "No, no, no." if trust me the, I am on the, the bandwagon I love all of this stuff and what's nice is that I've gotten to know enough people now they're like oh you really do like all of this stuff when you say something's amazing which is a word I'm sure I overuse on the podcast you really do think it's amazing and it's true because I do I'm I'm, I'm it, it's great to be able to talk about this stuff because I am a huge fan that's great
1: I like to ask everyone what's the first thing you want to do the next time you go to a Disney theme park
0: Well, I'm going on Friday, so I'm like trying to think, like, should <laughs> yeah. I talk about it like this? This podcast is probably going to come out after Friday, so what's the first thing that I'm going to have done?
1: Uh, I always say the next time you go, so let's say Friday. Go.
0: I'm going to go on Haunted Mansion holiday. It's always a treat. I haven't been able to do it in a while, so I'm very excited. Uh, it's it's yeah I I can't I can't wait I I will be honest I'm not a huge Halloween person but I do love Christmas um I'm the I, as a nice Jewish boy who loves Christmas yeah <laughs> um but uh but uh, so so very excited for Haunted Mansion Holiday to return I mean now
1: I must ask the question so you view Nightmare Before Christmas as a Christmas movie not Halloween
0: I choose to view it that way because mm-hmm. otherwise then it would have to admit I have some love for Halloween which I am just not a halloween person i apologize for all the halloween people out there sherry our my co-host is a ginormous halloween fan she's a bigger christmas fan but she does not understand why i'm not on the halloween bandwagon it's just not my holiday but i appreciate those for whom it is
1: that's great well jeffrey thank you for your time and also a big thank you for sharing the disney magic with so many of us really appreciate thank you it.
0: so much for having me david this is awesome and i I'm, i love the podcast it's fantastic so you know keep on bringing more of the Disney magic to Broadway and all the Broadway people.
1: You'll hear about this a bit later, but our episode's guest is actually friends with Jeffrey. This incredible Disney fan has been seen on Broadway in Wicked, Beautiful, and of course originated the role of Catherine Plummer in Newsies. This is what you've been waiting for. Here is Kara Lindsay. Tara, welcome back to E-Ticket to Broadway. It was a delight to have you as part of the Newsies live show. Thank you for joining me again. Are you ready to discuss our love of the Disney parks?
2: Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me again. It was so fun last time.
1: Of course. So in one word, how would you describe how you feel on Flight of Passage?
2: Uh, oh, ah. Yeah, one word? David. Okay. You can take
1: two. David.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think the, the first thing that's coming to my mind though is dirt because of that dirt smell. <laughs> but it's not, it's not dirty. It's like euphoric. It feels like freedom. Freedom. That's freedom. I just was impressed by the like all of the the scent senses, you know, and like how they, I was like, wow, I'm smelling dirt as like the dirt's being scuffed up. And I thought that was impressive. So anyway.
1: <laughs> and I mean, you told me you love that <laughs> ride. Do you remember the first time you went on it and were you just freaking out the whole time?
2: Well, it's funny. The first time I went on it, um, I was with my sister and brother-in-law and um, her kids and her my nephew, her little boy, he was six at the time or five or six, and he was pretty young to be going on that ride. So I was really, I was excited for him and him experiencing Disney World for the first time and like um, getting to go on that ride with him. And I was like worried about him because he's kind of t- tiny. And as it's like shifting, he's going to fall off of this thing. <laughs> and he was just glued. He was like, what is happening right now? So I kind of love – I I was experiencing it for the first time and watching it through his eyes, which was just so awesome. My little Elliot.
1: There is something really exciting about going to parks with kids and watching them experience it. I mean, you recently brought little Emerson into the world. I mean, what is that going to be like when he's old enough to really, you know, understand what's happening? Are you going to be okay?
2: I don't know. I don't know. I'm not okay uh well we did get to go we performed at, at festival of the arts um 2019 no it was t- 2020 very early and we did get to go there and it was so awesome he was only oh my gosh he was t- nine weeks old when we arrived in disney world um and it was he was so good it was so great and i just carried him in our the little carrier throughout the parks uh we were walking through star wars (laughs) and just like and it was so crowded and he just slept just slept um but i was thinking while walking through there and seeing other kids like meet the characters and everything i just can't wait for him to experience that for the first time and hopefully soon we'll get to go (laughs)
1: So speaking of going at a young age, do you remember the first time that you went to a Disney park?
2: You know, I, it's funny um, when you sent me that email, I was like thinking about it and I don't remember, like, I, I think we drove down. I think we drove from Rochester, New York down to Florida and we had like um, a ch- little trailer and um, we, we did, like <laughs> we camped out. at uh I don't know in some park like trailer park by Disney World um and I remember Toontown and like going to Minnie Mouse's house and like going through all those um, magical houses I was like this is where Minnie Mouse lives I let Minnie Mouse was my favorite i love minnie mouse loved and still do obviously but just massive obsession and it blew my mind that i was like i'm in her house so um just seeing all that was that's glued inside of my brain um and i don't know if that was the first time i went or the second time it might have been the second that i'm remembering cuz i think i was pretty young the first time i went to disney world i think i was like 2 one or two or something
1: i mean i the first time i went i, I believe i was 5 months
2: Oh, and you remember everything, David. I do I
1: remember. I was like, you know what, David? One day, start a podcast about this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Five months.
1: But I do, like, those early memories from going to the parks, yeah, they're a little blurry, but there's definitely, like, you just kind of remember a sensation. And I remember the lights as a kid. I love that you remember Minnie's house. I know. Are there other rides besides Flight of Passage that you just, you must go on?
2: Well, just, I I guess... I really love Soren. I mean, that was one that I went on the past few times we were in fest- at Festival of the Arts, and I really, I just love it. It, I think, as an adult, I love it. I'm like, I just went around the world. <laughs> I love traveling, and I did it in five minutes. Um, but <laughs> no, it's it's like
1: just world showcase. You're like, wow, this is perfect.
2: It's a world showcase. Yeah. The highlights of the world, um, but I yeah I loved it. It's the, it's again. I think I like the rides that feel like freedom. Although I do like rock and roller coaster too. That's like a thrill. But then I need an Advil and a break. After, <laughs> but it's really fun. Um, oh gosh, I also kind of like. Is the frozen ride still there?
1: It, it's recently there. Yeah,
2: it is. In, okay. In Epcot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. That's right. They turned. What did they turn? Maelstrom. What was it before?
1: Maelstrom. That's right.
2: Yeah, I do. I kind of liked that one.
1: The original version.
2: The Well, no, I like the Frozen
1: one. You like the Frozen overlay. Yeah, I, I mean, I always, you know, I love Disneyland and every time there's changes I get upset, but someone that works there for over 30 years has said, you know, the Disney parks, they're not museums. And I was
2: like, oh, that's helpful to remember. Fair enough.
1: That is it's helpful.
2: Another, I, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but um, I – used to do show choir in high school um in Rochester, New York. Um love show choir, you guys. And uh when I was 17, 18, um we did a show choir competition in Disney World um at the American Pavilion in Epcot. And then, you know, several years later, several several years later, I was standing on the American Pavilion stage performing for Festival of the Arts because and because I had worked um, with Disney Theatricals doing Newsies. So it was just this full circle moment that was really cool to like think back and remembering how excited I was to be in Disney World and like to, to be doing show choir in Disney World. It was like marrying all the things I love, musical theater, Disney. And um, and then I got to do it again as a full on adult with a child. It was just really cool.
1: Did you do the show with Emerson strapped to your chest? Yes, Perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just kind of bounced around and he's like, mom, you're a little loud for the snap, but that's fine. <laughs> but we did meet Mickey Mouse with with Emerson. Tell me more. Um, and Emerson was just like in awe because he – he, I think early on, nine, ten weeks, um, they see contrast. So that's why I like black and white prints. Uh, babies love looking at that. Uh, and I think there's something about, you know, Mickey's eyes and just the, his features that Everson just loved looking at. He didn't cry or anything. He was so mesmerized by Mickey. Who isn't?
1: I know. Same.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) You had the same reaction?
1: Always. Yeah. (laughs) I also love, I've said this on the podcast that when we go to a Disney park to, to get a photo taken with Mickey, we will always say, let's go meet Mickey. Even though we've met him so many times, we still say we're going to go meet him.
2: Oh, because it's always brand new.
1: It's either brand new or it's just like the traditional meetup. I don't know. Mm. I just – I love it. I Do you remember asked- when
2: they had – oh, sorry. I keep cutting you off, Dave. No, no, no. Dad. This I- is you. No, it's you. Uh, I uh, – didn't they have – a Mickey Mouse was talking – like they had it, He mouth.
1: did briefly. I mean he always yeah, talks in my heart. But yes, Aww. for a few for a few brief moments at Walt Disney World, Mickey's mouth did move. Um I'm it's no why did longer that
2: change.
1: You know, I think if it's not broke, don't fix it.
2: It's true. Maybe his mouth couldn't keep up, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Kara, as a kid, did you watch a lot of the Disney movies?
2: Oh my gosh, yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Listen, I I know that you love Belle and I want to point out to our listeners, you are wearing a yellow dress right
2: now. I'm wearing a yellow shirt that looks like a yellow dress, but yes. And I have my hair like Belle. You know, (laughs) when, (laughs) when we're doing a Disney podcast and we're talking about our favorites, I must dress like my favorite. Um. Yeah, I love Belle. I was very much drawn to her, and I think you know, I looked like her. She's brown hair, and like I was kind of the loner or like the outcast or whatever, like just kind of the weird girl at school, um, like with unibrow and like buck teeth. And
1: (laughs) did you read a lot? Was your nose? That's the funny thing. I
2: I no, not so much that part. Um. I I was more stuck in playing sports and stuff, but um, I did love R.L. Stein books. I was obsessed.
1: Oh, yes, Goosebumps. I
2: love Goosebumps. <laughs> I loved them-
1: I love Goosebumps, too. I mean, I know we're the same age that when we were growing up, Disney's renaissance really intersected directly with our childhood. Yes. Besides Beauty and the Beast, did you were you a big Little Mermaid fan? Lion yes. King, Aladdin, all of those.
2: All of the above, um, definitely. And really around the holidays, um, when the Lindsay side of my family, would, uh, we would do Christmas with the Lindsay side on Christmas Day. And we would always watch a Disney film. For Christmas, you know, very Christmassy. <laughs> um, but we would generally it was Little Mermaid. Um, yeah, I just I, I loved watching all of them, um, but really Beauty and the Beast constantly. Um, and and Newsies, uh, but mostly it was the animated films like The Princesses, you know.
1: Did you go back to like the OG, Snow White, Cinderella, Pinocchio? Yes. Oh, yeah. I had of
2: all of those. All of those. Like the, the thick VHS case. What is that called? Is it called something?
1: The VHS like, cassette?
2: Yeah. It's like you, it opens like a book. <laughs> it's like there's your VHS tape inside. Um, yeah. that We had all of those like lined up under our TV stand. Um, just – constantly watching them with my neighbors who I had, I grew up with one, two, three, four girls. We were all the same age um, and we're all still very close. And we would just watch movies together and all these specifically Disney movies. And yeah, but Beauty and the Beast was number one.
1: Kara, you also told me that you're a big Pixar fan with both Inside Out and Coco.
2: I know. It's so Those funny. Those are great ones too. Those are great. And I think I've been thinking about WALL-E a lot and um. Oh, uh, Soul. I saw Soul recently. Right. It's called Soul. Yep. Yeah. Soul. Just all of the, they're just so genius. The way they tug at your heartstrings and the way they they have such profound, deep messages that are beyond a child's understanding. I would think. Um, but I think they catch a lot of it. But it's really for adults, man. I mean. Yeah, I just Inside Out is it makes me cry every time, and Coco, oh man, oh, with the grandma, I, love Coco. I, I the grandma, I saw that so many times on the Disney Cruise Lines because you know Kevin and I perform on the Disney Cruise Lines as well, which are coming back, and I can't wait. <laughs>
1: Clearly for fans of Disney and Broadway, you're a big, big star as you starred in Newsies on Broadway. You just mentioned that you had seen Newsies as a kid. Did you dance around your living room like me and probably so many to all of those songs?
2: I, you know, it's funny. I don't know that I was dancing along with the guy. I grew up doing competition dance and loved dancing so much ever since since I was five years old. Um, But really, I think I would watch ballet dancers and I loved watching... um, uh, figure skating, which is not really dance, I guess it's dancing on ice. But yeah, uh, but I loved watching that. But then with like with Newsies specifically, I just had crushes on them. I just was like drooling over them and how cute they were uh, are. So, that
1: opening carrying the banner scene was monumental. I think for many children of the nineties.
2: Yes, and Christian Bale, like with the hair, just oh, I was very, I was very into that look. Uh, so you know, I didn't. I, I know that a lot of the boys that did Newsies on Broadway, they were inspired by watching Newsies, the 1992 film, and seeing boys dance like that. That's what inspired them to dance. I'm lucky, uh, you know, as a female, like I've seen so many girl dancers, so I could cling to a lot of female dancers. And with the boys that were in Newsies, they, they have a ton to look to. And so with Newsies coming out in 1992 – I mean, I guess they they were able to look to Gene Kelly. There were were several like, you know, classic uh, male dancers. But I don't know, like seeing young boys dance like that, I think was really inspiring to them. And they're like, oh, I want to do that as well.
1: And so when you heard that Newsies was coming to Broadway, clearly the role in the movie was not there per se. What was the audition process like as you kind of read the script? You're like, wow, I don't remember this in the movie. What was all that like for you?
2: Oh, it, yeah, I remember so vividly trying to figure out who Catherine Plummer was. I was like, okay, I know I've seen the movie. I, I saw Newsies um, and she's she ain't in it. <laughs> she ain't in it. So who is this girl? Uh, I could not figure it out. And I was like, maybe they changed the name to Sarah. Maybe it's not Sarah, it's Catherine now. Uh, I was so confused because I don't think we got a script. I think it was still being worked on and they just gave us um, – the, actually, I should go back and look at the email because I'm sure I still have it. I still have my audition packet uh, and watch what happened. So sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. But um, so I do remember thinking I, I did not know who this person was. And then looking through um, the specifics that they gave us, I realized that this was not Davy's sister. This is an added character I was like, wow, this is really cool. And I also, I immediately went to what are the fans going to think? Like, what are they, go- is this okay? Um, and you know, do I feel okay with this? <laughs> um, just, you know, changing something so classic can be really difficult um, for a fan following. And it's a huge responsibility when you take on a role that's completely new and it's not what the fans are used to. Um, so that can be scary. But Anyway, the audition process, uh, we received um, a lot of sides from casting, Telsey casting. And it was um, the second half of Watch What Happens. And then um, I think a part of something – no, it wasn't something to believe in. It was called Then I See You Again um, before. And I love that duet. That's my that's my favorite one. Um, I love something to believe in as well. But that I See You Again, maybe it's because it was the first one. I don't know. It was the OG uh, we had to do a portion of that and then a few scenes and we went through several um, auditions one being a dance call if you had a callback and then we had a work session with Jeff Calhoun the director and uh, Michael Kazarin, who's the music supervisor um, and lots of others and then uh, and then we had a final final callback and it was with the Every Disney theatrical person, you know, including Tom Schumacher is front and center. Alan Mankins in there. Harvey Fire in there. Just like all of these people. I walk in, it's this big ballet studio like on the Upper West Side. Oh my gosh, what is it? Ba- ballet Hispanico?
1: Yeah, that's up there.
2: Yeah, that's where it was. That's where the, the final audition was. We walk into the audition room and it, the whole length of the room – is filled with people, um, you know, including the names I mentioned before, and my heart dropped into my hoo ha, and I was like, oh my god! Uh, and then you're reading with Jeremy Jordan, who I did know because my husband did Bonnie and Clyde with him at um, in Florida. Was it La Jolla? No, not La Jolla. What's what in um, Oslo? Oslo, Oslo, yeah, in Oslo. Uh, so they I had met him when Kevin was doing that. So I didn't know him. Um, but anyway, so I'm in the room reading with him and I, I like feel myself sweating and like trying not trying to pretend like those people aren't there and also like trying to pretend like I don't um really, really, really want this job. <laughs> Like, I'm like, I want this so badly. Because at that point, when you go through four or five callbacks, four, I think this was the final fourth one, um, you start to imagine yourself in the role. And all of us girls did. Um, so luckily, though, I think a lot, the fi- final three or four of us were in the show. So it was me and then Caitlin Coggle ended up being the female swing and, um, Lori Valdier was the onstage understudy for Catherine. So a lot of us in that final callback did get cast in these, which is really cool. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I remember that whole thing and being so nervous. And then, um, I remember Mark Hobie from Paper Mill because I met him doing Little House on the Prairie and, obviously Newsies was going to be um premiering at um Paper Mill Playhouse and I had a relationship with Mark H- Mark Hobie because of Little House on the Prairie and he texted me and he's like did you hear anything yet and I was like no I got home like two hours ago <laughs> I probably won't and uh, he's like okay well call me when you do and I, and I was like okay you know something and he's like just pretend like I didn't text you I was like oh my gosh so it's got all jittery I was like oh my gosh is it happening is this is happening And I remember being in my Upper East Side apartment, like it was not, Upper East Side sounds very fancy, but it was like a hole in the wall. (laughs) It's like I paid so much money for like this, you know, dresser drawer, Um, not even a closet. Uh, And I just remember hearing from my agents and just like so excited. I mean, at that point, it was only, it was going to be a paper mill playhouse, period. That's it. The show is doing, being done for licensing. There were so many illegal productions of newsies being done around the country, around the world, I think, um, including my middle school growing up. Um, yeah, but it, we weren't the only ones. So many people did. And I think so. a lot of times you just don't know that that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you know, like you're just like, this is, I love, people love this show. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was just so exciting. And um it didn't matter. I was like I it was my dream to be a part of a Disney show. Period. And I wanted true. to. Yeah, I wanted to play Belle in Beauty and the Beast, and it was still on Broadway when I was moving to the city. Well, I was when I was about to move to the city and then like maybe a month or two before I moved to the city and announced that it's closing, and I was like my dreams are crushed. <laughs> It'll never happen um but this i always say that katherine Plummer is like the best disney princess i could have ever imagined playing i mean i know she's not technically a princess but she's just badass and cool and she's smart so
1: kara if you could suddenly transport yourself back to the niederlander to relive one song or moment in the show which one would you choose
2: that's so. You know, whenever these questions are like one thing, I know, I have I know. a very hard time with that okay, day. You can, but,
1: you can choose two. Uh,
2: okay. Um, if you,
1: you blink your eyes, you reopen them, and suddenly you're on stage. And what are you doing?
2: I think it's that part, this that pyramid part in um, King of New York, where they're like She's standing up. down together.
1: <laughs> you're know, doing that
2: part. Chance. Thank you for narrating This
1: is a podcast. But I just got a lovely I know, but That Pierot
2: <laughs> that pyramid with fullap, flap, flap, shuffle, whatever. I don't even can't even say it. Um, it's where there is she's Catherine's coming down with the newsies. They're all joining together and tapping together. It's like it just felt so exciting. And it, it felt I felt like I felt what it must feel like to be a newsie to be dancing with a team of strong dancers and telling this fantastic story together and um, being in sync with them. And they are masters of their craft <laughs> and to be dancing alongside them was really just the best. And that's, that's the moment I thought of uh, immediately. I, I pictured Jess Loprato. I picture Evan Kasperzak. Just like, we would just, you know, wink at one another and I'd be, I was dancing with them. (laughs) Like, what?
1: (sighs) Who would you most like to go to Walt Disney World with? Glinda, Catherine, or Cynthia Weil?
2: Oh. I don't know about Glenda because she'd make it all about herself, you know? Yes. Um, Catherine would know everything about the parks because she would have investigated. So she'd probably take me on like secret passageways. Um, And then Cynthia Wilde would just be hilarious. Like she would just like make fun of people. Um, So, (laughs) you know, she'd be people watching, making fun of their outfits um, (laughs) because she's a stylish fashionista. I think I'd want to go with Catherine Plummer because I'd probably learn a lot. Um, I mean, obviously, and she's a Disney character, so, yeah, so she would probably one go, uh, must I go thought. with a Disney. Yes, character.
1: And Kara, if you were to get a job at the parks, which job would you choose?
2: Oh, oh, well, I'd probably want to play Belle at that at, in in um in the the Beauty and the Beast that they perform there. I- I'll I'll be her. Great. Yeah. We'll be right back. Oh, what's
1: the big idea with these commercials? Oh, with this
2: It's time for Fast Pass Ha-ha! <laughs>
1: Tara, it's time for Fast Pass Answers, 30 seconds on the clock after I ask the first question to answer as many as you can. You okay. ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Okay. Name any song from Newsies. Seize the day. Favorite Disney movie?
2: Uh, Be- Beauty and the Beast.
1: <laughs> Name a ride in Fantasyland.
2: Uh... <laughs> that's that's the, the sound I make when I'm on the ride.
1: <laughs> Say the teacups.
2: The teacups! What else is in Fantasyland, though?
1: Uh, a lot. Uh, name a character in Wicked. Glenda. Favorite snack in the parks? Uh, oh, Mickey Mouse. The Mickey Bars. True or false, you watch what happens? That's true. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I mean, that was really exciting.
2: <laughs> you watch what happens?
1: You watch what happens.
2: <laughs> I watched, and it happened. <laughs> so. That's my favorite question, David.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good one. Put <laughs> on your thinking ears. It's trivia time.
2: Oh, boy.
1: It is trivia time. Kara, you love Belle from Beauty and the Beast, a movie so many of us enjoyed as a child when it was theatrically released and continued to love to this very day. Mm-hmm. Before opening at Tokyo Disneyland last year, Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast, an incredible trackless attraction that brings guests into the Beast Castle to meet all of the wonderful characters, was supposed to open at a different Disney park in the mid-90s as an experience similar to the Tiki Room. In which Disney park was this attraction supposed to open?
2: Disney World? I don't know. It's not Disney
1: World. I'm going to give you a hint. It's actually where Beauty and the Beast is based.
2: Oh! in in, 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 in Paris
1: yes Disneyland Paris
2: oh awesome
1: it would have been so interesting as kind of a tiki room experience but I think it's awesome I mean like I've watched the videos in Tokyo Disneyland where it is open it looks so cool
2: that's so cool
1: have you been to Tokyo Disney or any of the international no I would
2: have loved to no I've only been to Disney World and I have a confession and I might get kicked off this podcast as I say it Uh but I've not been to Disneyland and I've been to L.A multiple times. Yeah. I know. I know. That am is. I kicked off? Well, I'm People fierce, are going to stop the podcast, am, right?
1: No. no, because listen, I'm such a fierce land boy. And Really? I've been to World twice, but I think for many people they are thrilled that this is purely someone that's only been to Walt Disney World.
2: Oh yeah, I've only been to Walt Disney World and many many times, but um yeah, not Disneyland yet. And I guess because I heard it was smaller, I was like, Well, oh, I don't no. wanna go okay. there.
1: That's it. Now you're kicked off. Now you're kicked <laughs> off. That is the <laughs> original Waltz Park.
2: I know and I should go. I need to go. I'm gonna go back. I'll go yeah. to Disneyland. you mark my words, I'm going.
1: In the Broadway musical Newsies, you famously brought to the stage the song Watch What Happens, which has made an impact on so many Broadway fans. In the song, your character Catherine looks to the exciting future like so many of us Disney fans do as well, always excited for the next celebration or new attraction or parade. In this game, watch what happens or watch what happened, I'm going to describe an event that happened at a Disney park, and I need you to tell me if that event has already happened or is going to happen.
2: Oh man, all right. I like so
1: this. if you think that what I share has already happened, like Disneyland opened, you can answer watch what happened.
2: Got it. And if oh. I say
1: something like Shanghai Disneyland celebrates 50 years, you can say watch what happens.
2: Oh, got Any it. Any
1: questions?
2: No, thank you for that explanation.
1: You got it. So whatever happens, let's begin. Ooh! Ooh. Okay. And Where's for those of belt? you listening, what
2: <laughs> I need you to belt that.
1: Oh, no. No, thank you. That is, I say that for the Your listeners performers. need it. Nope. Okay. I'm thrilled to direct someone belting it, but I let the <laughs> professionals do their thing. So, Fair. and for those of you listening, it is July of 2021 as we record this. So if something, if you're listening to this in the year 2040, things might have changed.
2: Right. It might have watched what happened.
1: I know <laughs> everything. Probably watch what happened. Okay, here right. we go. So the first event, Fantasy Springs opening at Tokyo Disney Sea, a themed land comprised of three distinct areas, recreating the worlds of Frozen, Tangled, and Peter Pan.
2: Watch what happened. Uh...
1: <laughs> that is the Watch What Happens. It's coming in twenty twenty three. It's not there yet. Oh, I know.
2: darn okay. it! I'm sorry. I'm out of the loop. It's okay.
1: <laughs> You're. It's okay. Here comes number two. For Watch What Happens or Watch What Happened, the Matterhorn, the very first tubular steel coaster in the world, begins operation at Disneyland.
2: Watch what happened.
1: That is right. In yes! 1959.
2: Oh, wow. That well, that's like so ago. long ago.
1: No, now that you haven't been to Disneyland, I can't wait to take you on the Matterhorn, the very <gasps> first tubular steel coaster. Okay, number three. Avengers Campus opens at Disney California Adventure, bringing the characters of Marvel to the parks.
2: Oh, man. Watch what happened.
1: It did. You are right because it opened on June 4th, 2021. So it just opened. That's right. I
2: was like, did this just happen? I knew it was happening.
1: And that's tricky because there's other ones across the world that are going to open that have. So you answered correctly. Well done. it did just happen. Okay, number four. The world's most magical celebration, Walt Disney World, celebrates its 50th anniversary.
2: Uh watch what happened. No. Wait.
1: What would be your other choice?
2: Watch what happens.
1: Yes, that's right. <laughs> because it's happening this year on October first, oh, 2021.
2: Okay. Uh, that's what They're I was Getting ready about. for
1: it. Yeah. Great.
2: Oh my gosh, that's so hey. exciting. Wait, when?
1: October 1st, it kicks off. 2021. <gasps> 50 years.
2: This is a big deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's Disneyland, crazy. the park that you've never been to, celebrated that in 2005. Right. But like, that's okay. Yeah. I
2: okay. know. I, I know. I hadn't been to LA in 2005 Yeah. Okay.
1: So. Okay. Oh, the you're judgment
2: remember. and your oh, okay, David. I know,
1: I know. It's hard. I love Disneyland and I as someone that loves the park so much, just to go to Walt's park, yeah, I think you would really enjoy.
2: No, absolutely. I definitely need to go. I got a tour of um, the Disney offices when I was in LA, not Disneyland, but the Disney offices.
1: That is good. That's cool.
2: My friend, Jeffrey Epstein, like he he's a wealth of knowledge. He t- took us on a tour of the, all of those offices and like how everything, the inner workings of Disney. And I was like, oh my God, like where they, um, th- where the employees get to see the films for the first time. And like, it's just, it was so cool.
1: Number five, the Remy's Ratatouille Adventure attraction is open for guests in World Showcase at Epcot.
2: Oh, oh, it, it, watch what happened. Mm. Watch what happens. Oh my gosh, I saw them building it. This I know this. I saw them yes. building this. Watch what happens. I just didn't know if it's, it's already, you know.
1: It is, you are right. It's there. It's opening also, October first, twenty twenty-one. You know what? 30th. These are
2: trick questions, Dave. I, I
1: know, I know. It's more for our listeners to also be very engaged. You know, <laughs> if I was like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was released, they'd move on to a different podcast because, like, yeah, Ugh.
2: it's true.
1: You know, and I'd be like, no, that was happened. That was in December of nineteen
2: thirty-seven. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Number six, Tron Light Cycle Power Run, a semi-enclosed launch steel motorbike roller coaster attraction at Shanghai Disneyland, launches.
2: Oh, launches or launched?
1: Well, everything oh, is like, I see. for the game. Okay. But it's...
2: Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Watch what happened.
1: Yes, it opened on June 16th, 2016, and they it is coming so to great. Walt Disney World soon as well. Oh! It did open. I've had I've had some friends go on it. They love it. It looks <gasps> so really. Cool. It's really oh my awesome. Gosh. Only a few more. Euro Disney says "Bonjour" to guests in France, the fourth Disney theme park in the world. Why do I have been that did that oh that happened on April twelfth, nineteen
2: ninety-two. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that
1: was a long time ago. It was Euro Disney and then of course Disneyland Paris today, but yes.
2: Okay. Okay, got three it. more. Okay. I get a 50-50 chance, you know? So like You
1: really do. Yeah. <laughs> and you can always mumble at the end and be like, I can be like, I think you said this. So, you know, you're yeah, totally watch what Yep, that's right. Okay. <laughs> okay, number eight. New Adventures with Princess Tiana, a log Flume ride attraction, comes to critter country at Disneyland and Frontierland at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom.
2: Watch what happened. Mm. Oh Oh, right! They're adding it! Watch what happens. Watch what happens.
1: Again, we're not sure the timeline, but yes, that's coming to that's right. That's
2: like recently announced.
1: That's right. Yep.
2: Yeah. Very exciting. I'm excited for that.
1: This one's tricky. So if you need to call a friend, you can.
2: Oh, okay. I'm going to call David.
1: Yeah, that's a great <laughs> answer. Okay, number nine. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway rolls into Disneyland Park, the first major Mickey-themed ride attraction.
2: <sighs> Watch what happened. <laughs> Watch that what's happening. Act.
1: I did hear that final S. I did hear a D, but it ended with an S, which means you are correct. It's aiming for 2023. It did open on March 4th, 2020 in Walt Disney World.
2: Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay.
1: Okay. Final one.
2: All right. I'm ready. I'm so ready. If you
1: could get through that song with all of those lyrics, you can do anything.
2: I I can say watch what happened.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Fantasmic, the nighttime spectacular begins performances at Hollywood studios in Walt Disney World.
2: Watch what happened.
1: That's right. October 15th, 1998. Yeah. That did already happen. Yeah. And it opened five years earlier at Disneyland. Did you know
2: that? I did not because I have not been there. That's right. (laughs) And you hate me for it. No. But I will get there and I can't wait.
1: Great. Well, congratulations, Kara. You did well for Watch What Happens or Watch What Happened. As a Prize, you get to go back to Walt Disney World whenever you book your flight.
2: Oh, my goodness. It'll only cost me $800. I can't wait.
1: That's right. <laughs> now, let's hear from some of you. huh Gary, okay, put it on our Instagram account. Your fans are so excited to ask you about Disney. Here we go. Wesley asks, what Disney ride could you see yourself starring in a musical adaptation of?
2: Hi, Wesley. That was such a good question and so detailed and I love it. And oh my gosh, that's, that's so hard. I think I would say Flight of Passage um, because it's on my brain, but I'm sure I have more in there. Um, <laughs> I And I would play the Banshee, so.
1: That's perfect. Great.
2: <laughs> I think I'd scream a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sarah asks, do you have a favorite memory from the Disney on Broadway concert series at Epcot?
2: Uh, oh God, I, I think there's something about performing outside that is really unique. We've been performing outside a bit more recently, but, um, there's, I, I just remember feeling the band behind me and they're incredible, uh, like their energy and the energy of the audience and also being with the elements, being outside and feeling the breeze. You just sort of feel like this rock star. Uh, and it's just, it was, yeah, it was just super exciting to just be performing outside and amongst all of these people that are excited to be on vacation. And it, it wasn't, you know, your typical, critical New York audience. People were just so excited to just hear Disney music and sing along with you. It felt like both of us were celebrating, Um, like uh, my husband and I performing, and then also like everybody that's watching. There were these kids that would come in the front row every single night, dressed as Newsies, and it just filled my whole being, and they would sing every single lyric with me. Um, And so like if I thought I was going to forget something, I was like, I'm going to look at them.
1: (laughs) Tom wonders, did you base your Glinda off of any Disney princess?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, no, but... Uh, oh, gosh. What's the name of the character in Princess and the Frog? Um, Tiana? Oh, no, the blonde. Blonde, yes. not Jen Tiana. Jen
1: Cody voiced her.
2: Jen Jen Cody, yeah. That, that character is like a lot like how... When I see... Now, like watching the movie after playing Glinda, I'm like, oh... That's a lot, like, that's how I envisioned Glinda to be, but I had not seen it yet. Um, really, who inspired me was Kendra Kassenbaum. I think she's just remarkable, and I loved the humanity that she brought to Glinda and the heart and the quirk and the, the awkwardness that she brought. Um, I think it made her much more relatable. Um And that was, I just, I looked to her. I thought she did an amazing job and made it truly her own. And I was like, I want to try and do what she did. Yeah.
1: That character's name is Charlotte.
2: Charlotte, yeah.
1: Emily wants to know, what do you think would be Catherine's favorite snack at a Disney park?
2: Catherine's favorite snack.
1: That is specific.
2: (sighs) Well, at a specific park.
1: Oh, no, no. I'm saying that's a very specific question.
2: Oh, okay. I was like, aren't they? They have pretty much the same kind of cuisine sort she of. She also
1: was wondering about a favorite ride, if that's easier.
2: Well, I, I mean the Dole Whip, yum. Okay. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know why that would be her favorite. I just like ice cream. Kara likes ice cream, so.
1: <laughs> okay, perfect.
2: <laughs> if Kara's playing, Catherine <laughs> will get ice cream. <laughs>
1: Mark wants to know how it was being the lone female lead in Newsies. I'm going to say besides Capathea, of course.
2: Capathea! She and I shared a dressing room. She's the best. Oh my God. She would always, sorry, I know I'm sidetracking here, but she would always ask, how's your spirit? Not, how are you today? How's your spirit? And for some reason I would like well up or I'd like be joyful. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, Uh, she's the best, but it was awesome. We always had our dressing room door open when we could, you know, when we're not changing costumes. Um, but we had a candy jar for the ki- for the kids, for the boys because they're dancing their butts off and then they have to like climb five, six flights of stairs. They're at the top dressing rooms. And we were on the second floor, third, second, we were on the second floor. Um, so we're like, just on your way up, stop for a snack and then continue up. Or they would just, like, plop down. Like, I remember – I have so many memories of Tommy Bracco just laying flat on our floor, just, like, so sweaty. And he's like, I just – I need a break. (laughs) It's like, all right, you can take your break. Um, But, yeah, it was just – it was wonderful. I've never had brothers, so I now have 20. Uh, And they – and I always say this, that, like, the toilet seat was always up everywhere. Just, like, oh – a whole building full of men and then like f- 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 five girls. So uh, it just, I, I never, I always had to check. Cause I found out the hard way.
1: Yes. Oh gosh.
2: It you know, was well, just like falling in. I was like, oh my God, I'm like in a men's locker room.
1: <laughs> Danielle asks, who is more of a Disney princess, Catherine or Glenda?
2: A Disney princess? I yes. would say Catherine. Okay. <gasps> you know. Uh, I
1: support that. I really yeah. do. I do. Well,
2: I think that, you know, Glinda has this evolution that where she becomes more Correct. Disney-like. You know, she She'd learns. That, yeah. yeah. She learns how to be a better person and use um, the power that she has for good. So. <laughs> bring it. So. So, yeah, I think she becomes more Disney-like and looks more princess-like. But um, Catherine, I think, has the spirit of every Disney princess that has been created, that goodness. Um, so, yeah, Catherine.
1: Sophia, Holly, Jana, Abby, everyone wants to know who your oh. favorite Disney character or princess is. I think it's the same answer for both.
2: It's guest on. <laughs> 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 Though I do love Gaston. Like if if I were a guy, I would want to play Gaston or lefou Um I just think it would be really fun. So I did Little House on the Prairie um with Steve Blanchard and he actually played the beast um for 8 years and he also played Gaston on Broadway for I think uh, maybe a few years. Um but I just, I just think that's so cool that he was like in Beauty and the Beast and played both Gaston and then moved on to play the Beast. Uh, but anyway, I would love to play Gaston. Anyway, my favorite <laughs> Disney princess, yes, obviously is Belle.
1: Kirsten asked, do you have a favorite Disney newsie?"
2: <sighs> multiple.
1: I think that's the best answer. I don't mean to get – I think multiple is good. Yeah. We don't want people to – We don't want any Newsies listening to feel like they were not your favorite.
2: Oh, no, they wouldn't feel that way. Yeah, I I mean, I love all of them. And I think, you know, like I was saying about King of New York, that moment where we're in that pyramid coming down stage together, flapping down stage. Um, I think I just, it would just be so cool to know what it's like, to, to feel what it's like to dance and move in that way and fly across the stage like that like I think of Ryan Steele I think of Alex Wong I think of these incredible dancers and the way they're able to just glide like that or tap like that I mean Mike Feist who's now like this huge star he was the onstage understudy for um for Jack Kelly and I remember him doing these the the tremor tap or whatever this on the table and like he is a master tapper um and getting to tap alongside them was just so so awesome. So I would love to be any of them. I would love to know what it's like to be in their being and to be able to move like that. Period.
1: Craig wants to know what was the hardest part of learning Watch What Happens.
2: Um You know, I would say the lyrics, but actually Jack Feldman, I love him so much. He's a genius. So uh, writers uh, the cre- creative teams, um, you know, composers, lyricists book writers they are the best actors they understand or they should be um they understand the inner workings of a character and what they would go through um and the layers of that so he was so detailed in what because he's a writer himself so he knows what writer's block is like He's probably like going through his own thoughts and he's like, oh, I'm going to write that down um, and trying to write something. And so it actually, he made it easy for me because it was my, your natural train of thought and, and how you would get distracted when you're trying to focus. Like he, it just made sense to me, the lyrics, but I think the hardest part of watch what happens for me was breath support. And trying not to get, because it is such a heightened moment for her, I was trying not to get ahead of myself. Like you still have to be able to sing the song at the end, but also that like it doesn't have to be so singy. It's this patter song. It's a song. But like trying to balance all of those things, like the balance of it was the hard part, I think. You know, trying to be able to get through by the end and not be like, (laughs) and no voice. And I pushed everything up it's time for some tough choices let's play tweedle
1: or tweedle-dum this is tweedle or tweedle-dum i'm going to give you two options let me know which one you prefer here we go tweedle or tweedle-dum it's a small world or the jungle cruise
2: uh it's a, mm, the jungle cruise <laughs> okay okay
1: tweedle or tweedle epcot or animal kingdom
2: epcot Okay, <laughs> I I like them both. This isn't fair. Okay, I know. Let's go. I know. Okay, ready. Mm-hmm.
1: Tweedledee or them. Timon and Pumbaa or Mushu and Cricket.
2: Wait, wait. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa.
1: Great. I love. I they're great. They're classic. But from Mulan, Mushu and Cricket.
2: Yeah, I, I um, know.
1: Okay, final one. Seize the day or carrying the banner.
2: Seize the day. I love Seize the Day. I love it so much. Especially when they they come down stages at that like quintet moment. Just, oh, but carrying the banner kind of has that with the nuns. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of belting, that mother in the movie, we love her. Yeah. Iconic. Iconic,
2: Iconic, I know. And we're like, you can't cut that from this musical. And they did. They're like, we actually can.
1: Kara, what's the first thing you're going to do the next time you go to a Disney park?
2: Mm, The first thing I'm going to do, oh, I really want to see the fireworks. I, I I, mean, that won't be the first thing because that'll be at the end of the day, <laughs> but, yeah, sure. but that's that's what I want to see. I want to you know, uh, be with everyone and watch the fireworks in Magic Kingdom at the end of the night.
1: That is a perfect answer. Kara, <laughs> thank you for joining me on E-Ticket once again, for sharing your love of Flight of Passage and Minnie Mouse <sighs> and visiting her house, Viewing oh. the Beast, The Little Mermaid, your time in Newsies. And of course, your love of the fireworks. You've been a perfect guest. So thank you.
2: Oh, David. You're so, David. Thank you. You're so sweet. Thanks for having me. It's delightful. I need to get to Disneyland and I can't wait.
1: Yes. (laughs) Well, we will see you at the parks.
2: Awesome.
1: See you real soon